0: News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email Mark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: And welcome on board On The Mark. Mark is, all right, you didn't cough, you're in no. good shape. We're talking about something someone passed out this morning, passed out, that's a bad way to put it, something someone distributed this morning that says that you should check your lungs every morning in this era of COVID virus, and you do that by taking a deep breath, holding it for 10 or more seconds, and then letting it out, and if you don't cough, your lungs are at least not infected at the moment. Okay.
2: Whether that's true or not. I had a cold like six weeks ago, and then the this low dry cough lasted for four weeks. But that's gone now too, so we're we're out of that zone. I it was so bad I almost saw a doctor. Really? Well, that's amazing.
1: <laughs> that's typically what you should do when you have a problem: see a uh, doctor. Okay, April. Thank you for that information. <laughs> <laughs> Did she right. nag you about going to see a healthcare professional? Uh, nag? No. Sound
2: advice from the, okay. my lovely bride is. I'm sorry. What I should I have it.
1: realized that as henpecked as you are, I should not use the word nag impact. <laughs> We're glued together. we we got the perfect relationship. Who wears the pants in your family?
2: We do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Depends on what you're talking about. Finances, she understands numbers, and she can make an Excel spreadsheet sing. All right. So that's her speciality. I'm in charge of... You spend. She she counts for it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm in charge of cleaning the floors. Uh, she's in charge of all the subtle health care decisions that need to be made. I'm in charge of waxing the vehicles. Waxing the vehicles. Okay. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> who takes care of the bees? Uh, that's a joint, okay. joint effort. We both work on that. All right. Well, I'm glad you found something you can divide equally <laughs> yeah actually that's why we want that was really one of the reasons was so that we it would be one project that we'd have to work on together all the time okay well, so we almost got divorced because of the bees but i'll tell you <laughs> what, no, no no just kidding just kidding all right well welcome on board everybody it's wkok's live telephone talk show on the mark i'm mark lawrence joe mcgranahan is the co-host uh, he could not be fabulouser than he already is oh Miss, i could be not you <laughs> Oh, you're talking about Rob. <laughs> you have quite a, a a bit of fabulous ceiling to go before you get to the all top. Right. Well, I, I should have realized you were talking about Rob. Rob Centers, our fabulous <laughs> producer, so we really just appreciate all his help and hard work. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 702. 702- I don't know if I should read this or not. One of our listeners sends me a text and says, I've met Rob. He's not that fabulous. <laughs> Never mind. Take it back. No, Take it's only it fair back. the way
1: we get criticism on the show. It's only fair Rob should <laughs> yeah, get a little. Okay, that's true. Yeah, what am I? am nothing. But Dixie
2: still loves him. <laughs> You're important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So did you see the CNN hysteria this morning? Uh, Today? No, I didn't. I heard about it. You sent me a note. That's crazy. Trump
1: address sparks chaos as coronavirus crisis deepens. That's their headline on their website this morning. (laughs) Uh, President Donald Trump set out to steady a rattled nation and a diving economy in a solemn Oval Office address, but instead sowed more confusion and doubts that he is up to handling the fast worsening coronavirus crisis. Mm, okay. See, so. no, well, you know, no pulling together there, no support, just, well, we told you it was bad. And Don Lemon apparently had a meltdown last night because he had uh, Ohio Governor John Kasich is one of their CNN's contributors. And CNN anchor Don Lemon had a total meltdown on Wednesday night, critics observed, after a guest on his show told him that President Trump's coronavirus address from the Oval Office was fine. Lemon, who has repeatedly insisted that he is not a partisan, had on former 2016 presidential candidate turned CNN contributor John Kasich to discuss the latest developments in the Trump administration's handling of the coronavirus outbreak. The anchor accused Trump of misrepresenting the travel ban that was sent on Europe after the White House offered clarification on what was affected. "'Look, I watched the address tonight, and I thought it was fine. He did fine,' Kasich said. "'I'm glad he did the address tonight, and I think that was important.' Kasich urged the president to stick to the script. However, none of that sat well with the CNN anchor. I don't know if he stuck to the script or not, Lemon said, but whatever script he was reading was wrong because they had to clarify it several times. And I've just got to say, if the president came out to calm people's fears, he didn't do a good job of it because he had to come back and clarify it several times. And this has been going on long enough for them to get it straight. We need straight, accurate information from this president and this administration, and we're not getting it
2: this is a Don man lemon, who's the nonpartisan right Don who lemon. says he's objective okay
1: you know I, well, I, I
2: think s- people know that he's not objective and so that that's just more of the same really although he's kind of out of the closet now he d- almost typically is uh, sort of just asks pointed questions not with declarative statements.
1: I like – I think CNN does a very good job of covering news, and I started watching them in the morning because Fox and Friends, while I like the political tone better, there's too much happy talk. And in the morning, if I'm going to do this show, I want to know what's going on in the world. Too much frivolity? Yeah. Hmm. Well, happy talk, and, you know, three people there are talking over one another. There are only two people on uh, New Day, and that's uh, John Berman, who's pretty far left. And Alison Camerata, who used to be on Fox but now appears to have gone over to the dark side. On CNN. Oh jeez. <laughs> uh, okay. She's a good reporter, though. So, so I mean, I th- I think that the president's speech, what I heard of it, and I must admit, I didn't hear at all last night. It was but only seven minutes. <laughs> he, um, well, I know, but I didn't catch part of it. I was drifting off to sleep. Oh, at the time. Okay. <laughs> Not that the president <laughs> well, that puts me to sleep. That at nine o'clock to us. I'm an old guy, but I mean, he seemed to be a little more stiff than usual because I think he was trying to stick to the script. Now, it was not... Obviously, he didn't write the speech. So he's reading what's... Other people wrote, but he approved it. I mean, he has to sign off on it. I thought it struck the right tone, and he's certainly taking this seriously. Uh, Again, he opposes a travel ban, but he's not stopping goods from coming in. That's one of Don Lemon's complaints. He made it sound like all all transfers of stuff between, whether people or material, between Europe and America was going to be halted. Uh, He didn't say that. Um, He said... You know, it was for non-Americans was, coming in. Non-Americans Americans coming in, back. right. But the, he had to go back and explain later that uh, goods would still be allowed to come into the country. I guess they're not the problem. The problem is people breathing on them. So what they're going to do with the sailors on the ships that bring in those goods is another question. But I think what he did was reasonable. I mean, I still don't think any president, whether it would be Barack Obama or Donald Trump, can win in this deal, especially in a political election year. If this maybe wasn't a presidential election year... Maybe Maybe everybody would be working on pulling together, and maybe the Democrats would be a little more supportive, or at least offer some, you know, constructive advice. Now they have a bill they're proposing uh, that encompasses some of the things the president was for. We'll see whether or not it goes
2: anywhere. But well, I thought he did fine. I, I uh, he wasn't c- quite as. Um I don't know how to say it so quite uh, bombastic as he typically is. So and so this is a tough thing for him to go to be serious and to also tell the truth the whole speech. <laughs> you know, there with very little exaggeration and I didn't detect anything that was just outright false. That must be an incredible challenge for him to say something that doesn't have significant exaggerations in it or outright falsehood. So that's a very difficult thing so him. But with that... You sound like Don Lemon. No, but, well, you know how he is. I mean, you know how he does his rallies and talks to people and stuff. So for him to tell the truth uh, for 17 minutes straight must have been a significant challenge. But guess what? He did it. He did what the President of the United States of America, greatest country on Earth, uh, uh, the man who all patriots have to salute to because of the high office, he did what he had to do. And and that was to be serious, uh, to cut out some of the superlative adjectives that describe how fabulous he is and uh, to really go through. But you notice he did sneak in a couple. He used a little carrot in the speech and stuck in the how incredible the team is that's working on this and just how much better we're doing it than working on this in other well, what, countries. What but would you expect fine. him to say? But, uh, we have a bunch of fine. idiots working on this who uh, could fight their way out I of a paper said bag? It's <laughs> fine. He did perfectly fine. And it, it was a real challenge for him to do it and to stick to the script but but he did so. He was obviously well practiced. And uh, while he probably didn't write it, he certainly must have inspired it because it was sort of his kind of remarks. You well, he know, was the very somber. I about. thought,
1: you know. And so and then the media was saying for weeks, well, he's trying to downplay this. He's making light of it. So he comes out last night and he's somber. and Then they find something else to to find a fault with with him. I just don't think the guy can win. I'm not certain any president <laughs> could win in this situation, as I've said before. But in particular, this president can't win, because well, the people on the left are just going to go nuts every time he says something. I, I saw one of my friends posted something this morning, Facebook friend, someone you know fairly well. And the people, his, his left-leaning friends, were commenting on it saying, I watched Orange Harry's He's an idiot. This guy's a jerk. Now, how is that helpful? Hmm. You know, is that at all helpful in this situation?
2: Well, I don't I th- think it is. And I, I I honestly, yeah, I don't know what you would have. Let's suppose you 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 wanted like a, the that that critic that you mentioned was in charge of a speech, you know, you have to address the nation. I think that was well timed. We carried it here on WDK, okay? So what is what would have been the right thing to say or the right thing to do? I'm like I I don't, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I you know, he talked about things he came up with some uh he and the administration, the rest of his colleagues came up with some uh, steps that they think would be um, you know, help under these circumstances, so we'll take people's opinion about this. Give us a buzz now now's the opportunity. Open phones we'll take a quickie break, but when we come back, uh, we'll hopefully have a caller standing by. We would love to hear from you. What did you think of the president's remarks? Did he go far enough? Uh, how far out of character from his uh, normal outgoing self was he for you uh, i mean I was I was listening to him, I couldn't help but just roll my eyes because I knew who he really was, you know, <laughs> so but he was acting presidential last night, which is the order of the day under these circumstances. So
1: you know what you're doing is called damning by faint praise. Well you know, <laughs> this he is a buffoon is. who managed to put on a remarkable performance last night of anti buffoonery. That's basically but, but, what you're but saying. But guess
2: what? Half the country three years ago wanted him to be president of the United States for good so good for them. They elected him, he's in, now he's our president, and last night he had to be president and he did fine. F I N E you hearing that? Yeah well that's the same thing that Governor Kasich said and Don Lemon took him apart for it. Well, I'm glad Don Lemon's not here, so this works out. But somebody else can take me apart, and I would certainly enjoy that. 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at com. We'd love to hear from you. President's speech, uh, universities are shutting down campuses or extending spring break, NBA canceled. Big Ten tournament starts tonight with no fans in the seats. Uh, what's your view on all of this? An NBA player who touches all of the digital microphones and recorders on his way out the other day, so that we got all kinds of stuff going on here. One eight hundred. Tested positive for coronavirus. Right, right. As did Tom Hanks and his wife. I heard about that. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five.
3: SMC Ford F-150 Explorer Escape. SMC Ford F-150 Explorer Escape. SMC Ford F-150 Explorer Escape. Sunbury Motors Ford is challenged to sell 75 new F-150s, explores, and escapes during the month of March with these huge savings. Choose from over 140 new Ford F-150s with savings up to sixteen grand, And they start at just $24,794. Pick from over 25 of the totally redesigned 2020 Ford Explorers with discounts up to $7,500, and they're slashed to as low as $33,965. Browse from over 56 of the all-new 2020 Ford Escape, and they're reduced as low as $21,965. Want more? Take an amazing 10 grand grand off a 2019 Ford F-150 Raptor and a whopping $20,000 off a 2019 Ford Expedition. SMC has Central PA's largest selection of new Ford trucks, so hurry
0: in to Sunbury Motors in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. Thousands of Americans have tachophobia, or fear of speed These are the people that classify the telegraph as digital communication They believe this is the sound of progress and they drive slow in the fast lane all the time Don't be those people Get the white knuckle stomach dropping crazy speed of Penteladata's fiber network for your business and face your fears head on See how Penteladata fiber can make you fearless in the office Call today
4: Michael Foods in Klingerstown, one of the largest employers in the central Susquehanna Valley, is excited to announce they are hiring for first and second shift production openings and third shift sanitation. They offer tuition reimbursement, a generous PTO plan, and eight paid holidays, plus a competitive benefits package. Visit michaelfoods.com careers and apply now. Equal opportunity employer. Hey guys, it's Katherine and Beth, Wise Markets Registered Dietitians and your host for the Wise Healthy Bites podcast, a fun and inspiring podcast that shares real-life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips. In this week's What Dietitians Eat episode, we're sharing tips from the entire Wise Dietitian team on how we make healthful choices each day and we'll encourage you to try one of our tips. To listen, visit Google Play or Apple Podcasts and search Wise Healthy Bites. While you're there, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode
3: attention walmart shoppers this is a jackson hewitt tax service announcement save time and money with jackson hewitt and walmart for a limited time you can shop while a skilled jackson hewitt tax pro prepares your federal tax return for as little as 48 dollars, but no more than 149 dollars. only at jackson hewitt and walmart hurry this offer won't last get your coupon code and terms at jacksonhewitt.com then stop by one of our walmart locations by march 15th to get your taxes done while you shop for only 149 dollars or less that's jackson hewitt and walmart Hi, everybody. Steve Jones in Indianapolis for the Big Ten Tournament. No fans at the NCAA. We'll talk about it today, 3 to 5 News Radio, 1070 WKOK.
2: Welcome back. W K O K KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. Uh, one of our listeners sent us a note, uh, says, What I didn't hear Trump say last night was what extra funding and assistance hospitals are going to receive from to help them with the tsunami of patients that's ahead. He seems more concerned about the stock market, which is plummeting on his watch, than he does about addressing the spread of of the virus.
1: Well, my daughter-in-law had a doctor's appointment yesterday, a regularly scheduled doctor's appointment, and she went into the office. And it was filled with people who appear to be less than healthy, mm. some of them wearing masks. You know, okay. I, I would think a doctor's office would have to, you know, lead the way. And with respect to how they handle this, and I would expect that they would stop overbooking, you know, that they would take patients or find some secure, some secure place for them so that people who are healthy and have regular appointments are not subjected to those who are sick or have the flu.
2: What if you waited in your car until... I like outside the doctor's office until like one minute before they're ready to see you. Or well, see that, that might work. I like the way um, Geisinger's urgent
1: care place works down in Shemokin Dam. I assume all of them work this way, but you can uh, get online and check and see how busy they are and they'll give you an approximate time to come in so that you don't have to sit and wait in the waiting room with people who are sick for an extended period of time. That seems like a better way to handle it to me. You know, If you have a doctor's appointment, you should be able to check and see, okay, the doctor's running 20 minutes behind, you come in 20 minutes later Case. instead of having everybody backed up in the waiting room waiting with all those sick coughing people. and sick
2: and yeah having. that's where all the good sick people are is at the and I would suspect hospital. the same
1: thing's true in hospital emergency rooms I suspect they are, they're going to be overwhelmed and sick people are going to be sitting there because people who have serious injuries or people who are having heart attacks are going to take precedence over
2: somebody who's coughing and sneezing and has a fever. All right. We would love your opinion about this. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Is that an email for us yes, to Yes. It said,
1: uh, Why, when should schools close for coronavirus? Uh, I guess this came up because of the meeting of the uh, principals yesterday or superintendents of the area school districts where they decided to keep the schools open around here. Um Christakis' Yale Lab normally studies how humans spread everything from ideas to behaviors to germs, but he says he's now all in on studying how coronavirus might spread. Aside from developing a vaccine and getting everyone to wash their hands thoroughly, closing schools is one of the most effective things a community can do to slow a contagion, says Christ- uh, Christakis, author of Blueprint, The Evol- Evolutionary Origins of a Good Society. But timing matters. He points to the studies of 1918 Space. Spanish flu suggests some cities may have saved lives by deciding to close schools earlier. Closing, closing the schools before anyone in the school is sick is a very different thing to do, he said, even though it's probably extremely beneficial and much wiser. Uh, Marco Angeli is a uh, computational epidemiologist. Hmm. Never heard of one of those. At the Bruno Kessler Foundation in Italy, he uses advanced math to model the course of disease outbreaks, and he has studied school closures. He echoes Christakis by saying there is scientific evidence that closing schools can buy time and delay the peak of an an epidemic.
2: Well, we don't really have uh, any... of the disease around here. So I guess the conclusion of that remark then is now is the time to close the schools before we have it. Most schools around here haven't, you haven't seen any changes. Now some are curtailing if they have an exchange student that's about to switch or, or an exchange student that's about to come home, they're curtailing that. But beyond that, we haven't seen much changes at the schools. And that's because most of the individuals who attend the schools during the day and at night are from around here and they stay around here, and there's not a ton of interaction with the rest of the globe on a regular basis. Not like there is on campus where you have speakers coming from all over the world, and of course you got students all over the world right now for spring break. You don't want to bring all them back and converge on the same campus at the same time when they've all been everywhere.
1: those speakers stay at local hotels or places, you know, they dine at restaurants. Mm -hmm. You know, it's possible for people to be infected. That's how it spreads. Look at uh, what it started with. Two cases in Washington state, And now, how many do we
2: have? Over 1,000 in America? Well, that's not where New York got it. New York got it from From somebody else overseas. From Europe,
1: yeah. All right, so... But all it takes is one person coming in who has it, and he interacts with one American person, as you put it, who does go to that school, who does sit in that auditorium, and the next thing you know, we've got 30 or 40 people who are sick.
2: Right, and that's why the campuses are curtailing their operations. But that's why the schools are not, because you don't get this global interaction on a regular basis. But you can tell that once the first case pops up around here, then we're going to have a problem. Then that's probably going to be the next step.
1: But what about events? like I, And I know the kids work very hard on them, like the school plays, where they attract large, large numbers, and deservedly so, of, of parents and relatives and people in the community who want to see the kids perform. You know, there are maybe, what, three, four hundred, five hundred people mm-hmm. in attendance at those events? Is And I notice other well, places are banning a thousand five thousand. Well, I notice in some cases they're banning events of five thousand or more. That seems Disingenuous to me. What's magic about that number? In any group of five thousand people, the odds are what that you won't have anybody who's sick.
2: I don't know, but, but if it's over five thousand, right? Statistician, stat people who understand statistics. <laughs> that's a statistician, right? Right. They say that's sort of the the threshold where you have to, you almost, even regardless of where everybody's from, you almost automatically ha- just have somebody with a bad cold or a worse cold or not with the coronavirus necessarily. But uh, for some reason, that yeah, that's a magic number. We don't get those kind of numbers at the school musicals. No, around not around here. here. But I'll tell you what, there's going to be close to that number that will attend the Chicotamish play or the six nights of the play next week because the auditorium's almost sold out each night and it holds more than nine hundred people, and it's six nights. So, six nights. Yeah, so you're going to get to uh, you know nearly that many. Over well, the two-week run. And
1: the kids work very hard, and if there's a limited risk, I say let them do it, you know, because they've put so much time and effort into it. People have to make their own decisions about whether they want to be in that situation.
2: <laughs> yes, and unlike the NBA... Yeah, you
1: can't do a play to no audience. <laughs> <laughs> the presentation is the message. So <laughs> Tonight's play will not have an
2: audience, so... <laughs> All right. One, oh, and you know, the other thing about the president last night is he he didn't say anything that was untrue. So that, you know, I had mentioned that before. He didn't reiterate, like he likes to do it casually, that the, the vaccine is imminent and that it's no worse than a, a common cold. Oh, but then you
1: obviously don't believe uh, Don Lemon when he says the president was lying about the economic, uh, the EU not taking enough action to stop the spread of it. And that's why he imposed the travel ban. You believe he was telling the truth about that?
2: Uh, I I don't know, but I I think it's an opinion. I'm sure he has some backup for it. Um, You know, it'd be hard to say that it's just blatantly untrue. That could be an exaggeration. But you know, to me, I don't care about that. You know, when I was listening to the speech, I was thinking, what's he going to do at my hospital, my school, my business place, uh, my colleagues, my family? What's he got to do for me if he's uh, if he's upset about the EU? Good for him. And if he wants to prevent uh, individuals who aren't Americans from coming into the U.S. from highly infected areas, it sounds like a a prudent idea anyway. I don't know if it'll work. I'm not that up on it, but it sounds like an an idea worth pursuing.
1: Well, uh, the other thing that concerns me now, what a terrible time to have a medical facility in our area closed down. The Sunbury Hospital, right?
2: You know, we we might need oh, they that have facility. Plenty of, yeah, I I I I get what you're saying, but the ER over there wasn't swamped even during no, but the it worst would cold. Be. And oh flu no, the they season. were
1: they were very busy. They uh, weren't swamped. They, they weren't swamped compared to other ERs, but they did a lot. They did a good amount of business. Evan's ready. Well, I know Evan's ready, but I think there's only a limit to how much Evan and Geisinger and even Shimokan can pick up. You know, if the they're UNC overloaded...
2: The has a ER, Williamsport Regional Medical Center has an ER. Do you
1: want to drive 25, 30 miles to get care?
2: I do not, but okay. if I'm really sick, I'm taking the chopper well, to Hershey, yeah. <laughs> so that would, if they, I mean, if these ERs Get are your full. wallet
1: out, that ain't cheap, brother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do they charge you as
1: you get on the plane? I don't know, but I someone, I don't know whether it's true or not, but I've heard 26000
2: 25000 $26,000. Oh, no kidding. Well, I've done... Life flights as part of a, a reporter's junket, but never as a patient. Well, let's hope you never do have to use it as a patient. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, if I need it... It's good to know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565. Write that down in the next hour or so. You will need that, Joe. What's that email say? Did you get a chance to look at It, it says, good morning, Mark and
1: Joe. President Trump did well. Question. I wonder how well we would do if we believe it's just the flu and everyone you were in charge of is in a panic. President Trump is just a man. Please figure out a way you can be helpful in this crisis of the flu. Okay. And that's a good point. Instead yep. of trying to make political hay out of it, you know, and I, again, I believe this would be an entirely different situation if this wasn't a presidential election year. I think that the, the you know, the, the Bernie Sanders and the Joe Bidens are going to have to try to do everything they can to make this president look bad, instead of saying, you know, we're going to put partisan politics aside for the next few weeks and we're going to help the president in any way we can to get his message out or to do what's necessary to, you know, make sure that our our citizens are safe and protected. Well, and this will be half forgotten by November anyway. <laughs> It may well be if it's true that as the weather warms, this becomes more dormant. And less likely to infect people, it'll be easy to forget about it. But then again, they say that these things often flare up again when the weather turns cold, and sometimes they're even worse in the second round.
2: Well, we talked to one financial advisor yesterday, not John Shipman, who's in the news. You'll hear an excerpt, but a different one who said uh, clawbacks from this kind of decline on Wall Street generally only take about six months, and and that we are, if you have you know sound investing where you didn't have all your money in stocks, and that you know some of us in Bonds and other, other ways that you can do a, a pretty close to a, a substantial recovery in about six months, as long as Wall Street climbs back. back up. Right. I mean, or as long as the uh, those overseas investments go back up.
1: Well, I'd be inclined, if I were doing anything, to buy one of those mutual funds that tracks the Dow Jones.
2: You know, it just a, stays a replica
1: with it. A replica of the Dow Jones, right? Because eventually, get gonna, yeah, get it now. That's going to go back up.
2: Yeah, but see, th- th- there's a lot of anchors in the Dow now, like uh, oil stocks and en- energy companies in general. Banks are flat. Um, uh, what's another sector that's pretty flat? That's Transportation, all I can
1: hospitality.
2: Well, yeah, I don't know about that. Well, hospitality has been booming. so that's, But it's not that's now. It. Oh, it's, right. Well, nothing is now. But I mean in the past uh, couple years all your energy stocks and bank stocks have been relatively flat. Uh, let's see. We're going to have to uh, take a break. When we come back, we have yeah. an answer from Steve Jones about an unanswered question yesterday. Uh, we didn't discuss that on the air, did we?
1: Yeah, yes, we did. Okay, yeah.
2: okay. Plus, he, he, he put in there a phrase you Very, very rarely hear. Mark is absolutely correct. (laughs) (laughs) I don't hear it at home often. I don't hear it here often, so we might repeat the segment a couple times. All right, you're listening to On the Mark, WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show, CBS News. We'll be right back with more talk.
3: This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting.
5: I'm Peter King. The latest White House response to the coronavirus includes a partial travel ban announced by the president last night.
6: I'm Stephen Portnoy. Vice President Pence tells CBS News President Trump acted to ban travel from most European countries because the continent is now the epicenter of the outbreak. This week, 70 percent of the new cases were in Europe. Despite what the president said, his order doesn't ban travel from all European countries, just those in the Schengen zone, through which travelers can pass without checks at the border. That excludes the U.K., Ireland, Monaco, the Balkans, Turkey, and a number of other European countries. And
5: European leaders are livid that Mr. Trump acted unilaterally, one saying that Europe will be a partner in the fight against coronavirus, but not a scapegoat. The clock is ticking on a congressional move to fund the coronavirus fight. here. CBS's Bill Rakoff. House
3: Democrats are hoping to vote later today on a package that would include paid sick leave, unemployment insurance, and a measure that would guarantee insurance coverage for COVID-19-related testing and treatment. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is also pushing for more testing availability for those who need it. What's not clear is whether the GOP-controlled Senate will take up the measure before Congress is scheduled to adjourn for a week-long recess. Bill Rakoff, CBS News, Washington. It's
5: already been a rough day for foreign markets, and a half hour before trading begins on Wall Street, CBS's Jill Schlesinger says you can expect
4: the same thing here. Stock futures are indicating another rough day for investors. Indexes are currently pointing to a 5% loss. That would mean that the S&P 500 and NASDAQ Composite would join the Dow and also enter a bear market. That means
5: they're down by more than 20% of their 52-week highs. Right now, S&P futures are down 140, and Dow futures down more than 1,200 200 point, or uh, 1,231 points. Last night's NBA games, the last for a while after a player's positive test and the cancellation of a game in which he was supposed to play Here's CBS's Dana Jacobson.
4: Utah Jazz Center Rudy Gobert had tested positive for coronavirus. Just three days ago, he jokingly grabbed microphones at a press conference, poking fun at the NBA media policies, which had required reporters to stay at least six feet away from players. Shortly after the game was canceled, the NBA announced the suspension of the season.
5: The NCAA says March Madness will go on as planned, but without spectators except for team staff and family members. Two Americans are among three serving members killed after a rocket attack on the Camp Tanji military base in Iraq.
3: This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust.
7: America is a great big country Filled with all kinds of different people And we all count That's why the 2020 census Wants to make sure we're all counted Why is it so important? Because the census helps inform how hundreds of billions of dollars Will be spent each year for things like New
8: roads, health clinics
7: Even more school programs
8: So make sure you're counted Because
7: you count
4: Shape your future Start here Learn more at 2020census.gov Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau you're in charge of hiring, and Indeed has solutions, like
1: online skills tests, which let a candidate show that they're the right hire. And will give you this barbershop quartet who'll sing the name of the perfect hire. Vince Lundy. Vince Lundy. Vince Lundy. Vince, Lundy. Vince Lundy. Okay, there's no quartet. But skills tests, that's a for sure.
6: See why independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Visit Indeed.com promo today and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. Terms, conditions,
0: and exclusions apply.
5: The discovery of the smallest dinosaur ever is literally one for the birds.
4: We're talking tiny. Archaeologists found a little bird skull about the size of a penny. They estimate it's nearly 100 million years old. And based on its beak, it looks like it had a strong bite. It was found trapped in amber in northern Myanmar. 3D technology, along with a mosquito also embedded, helped researchers with reconstruction. Jennifer Brown, CBS
5: News. You may remember Florida's algae bloom crisis from last year. State lawmakers have now passed a bill to try to reduce nutrients that are dropped into the state's waterways and groundwater from agriculture, stormwater, and industry sources. Blooms have hurt both tourism and fishing industries by pollution killing off sea life. In Kansas, police say an 84-year-old man died when his golf cart rolled on top of him south of Gypsum, Kansas. The Salina Post says he drove into a ditch while going to the mailbox. Peter King, CBS News. 36 days that's how long it takes the average company to find
8: their next hire glassdoor can help you quickly find the right job candidate in half the resumes from 62 million job seekers glassdoor only matches you with qualified candidates who have the skills and experience your small business needs to grow and glassdoor hires are committed they're 30 percent more likely to stay with your business longer go to glassdoor.com hire glassdoor find the right fit for your business
9: Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. The concentrated cleaner that's perfect for making your auto, RV, cycling, boating, and other sporting equipment look like new again. Visit us at SimpleGreen.com. Simple Green.
6: Upgrade to the wiper blades trusted by Rainer Zetlow to break world records. Michelin Endurance XT Silicone Wiper Blades are real-world proven for extreme weather performance that lasts two times longer than other blades. The new Michelin Endurance XT Silicone Wiper Blades are only available at Walmart
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
2: Great things, and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show. On the mark, we have the fabulous producer that's uh, F A B U L. E.S.T. the most fabulous producer in all of history. And that's Mr. Rob Center. So we appreciate his help and hard work. I'm Mark Lawrence, strikingly handsome, subpar host of the show, and we got uh, Joe's here too. So we're going to get some uh, news headlines here. Thank you for that glorious introduction. <laughs> I'm learning uh, 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 praised by what is damning by it? there. Praise. You go. Thank you. I have to get that phrase down. <laughs> On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at Sunbury motors.com we'll have a lot more to say about them coming up uh, shortly here including a special announcement a vehicle's coming soon wait till you hear about this on oh, the toll-free line here is open if you'd like to be on the radio talking about the president's remarks last night we haven't heard any public calls from people yet about what they thought of the president's remarks so give us a buzz 1-800-795-9565 we're going to talk about joe biden's meltdown around some citizens as well and so we'll be talking about that today but call Call us up right now, 1-800-795-9565, if you think the president did fine. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. What if you don't think he
1: did fine? Can you call anyway?
2: That's a different number, (laughs) 1-800-795-9565, if you think that uh, he just has no credibility and can't possibly pull off anything presidential. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. We do have some brief news headlines, 16 cases of coronavirus have now been diagnosed in Pennsylvania.
5: Secretary of Health Dr. Rachel Levine says two formerly presumptive positive cases of COVID-19 in Delaware and Wayne counties have been confirmed as positive by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, while there are 14 presumptive positive cases in the state. The latest case is a resident of Monroe County, an adult who is also hospitalized. This individual was
2: in contact with someone else who tested positive for COVID-19.
5: Levine says a total of 173 Pennsylvanians have been tested for COVID-19. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Latest
2: case in Bucks County, which has two cases of COVID-19, bringing to 16, that number that uh, he mentioned there. WKOK has an update from Evangelical Community Hospital regarding visitation. All essential visitors, such as parents, spouse, or primary care- caregivers who are experiencing any symptoms of a respiratory illness and go to the hospital are asked to wear a mask at all times while they're non-essential visitors who have any sort of of a respiratory issue, are asked not to visit EVAN at all. At Susquehanna University yesterday, they announced that citing the safety of their students and faculty, they've extended their spring break one full week. Students will resume on March 23rd. They are exploring the idea of online learning alternatives for students uh, so that they'll be able to finish their semester on time at Susquehanna University. When will your 401 K. Recover, John Shipman, a financial advisor from Sunbury, says it shouldn't be long before stocks are back up.
8: If we take some steps to limit
10: large gatherings, allow people to work from home, I think we can get ahead of it. So it's going to be, I say, another month or six weeks of some uncertainty.
2: He reiterated to the public that don't let panic guide your investing decisions. At Chickalami School District, they say communication and daily cleaning of all touch services is part of their strategy. No change in the schedule there or at Sealands Grove School District, where the superintendent, Dr. Chad Core, says there are no changes to the district's regular schedule. He says the district will continue to monitor the situation daily, and they are prepared to act if the situation warrants at uh, Sealands Grove. Finally, You can feel it. Raise the Region is underway. A kickoff celebration took place last evening at Aubrey Alexander Toyota in Hummels Wharf. Uh, The Raise the Region fundraising is underway. Uh, During the uh, donating overnight, the entire Raise the Region effort, eight years' worth, surpassed the $1.5 million mark. Blaze Alexander was a guest at the kickoff event. Well, we're trying to help out a lot of different people, and I guess this is an easy way to do it without having to interview every single charity that's here. We're trying to bust our record of 1.2 million, too, I heard. So that's going to be a challenge. All right. You can follow the results online right now. Northumberland Christian School, top uh, donor recipient of the online giving at raisetheregion.org. Raisetheregion.org. Please do participate in that wonderful opportunity for you to uh, help your local community. Okay, buddy. All right. Uh, Yesterday, we talked about the fact that uh, coach James Franklin of the Penn State Nittany Lions football team gets what thirty four some point some million dollars a year, right. right per year. Uh, you thought it was paid for in part by tuition and maybe some taxpayer dollars. I knew it came from the athletic department, so I sent Steve Jones this note. I said, "Greetings. I want you to settle an argument. Joe says taxpayers and student tuition pays James Franklin's salary. I say it's athletics, royalties, ticket sales, et cetera. Who's right?" And he
1: replies. Mark is absolutely wrong.
2: No, he does
1: not. <laughs> <laughs> Says Mark is absolutely correct. Penn State Athletics is financially autonomous from the university. James is paid out of the athletic department budget. The university contributes zero to the athletic department budget. He also has his base pay supplemented by Learfield for talk shows and pregame and postgame shows, which allows him to get the number you read about.
2: All right. Plus, he gets money from Nike. So this is Joe Paterno's contract that started. Started 30 years ago and Nike's still in
1: well I knew they made a lot of money on endorsements and side deals but I thought okay. the I, I honestly thought the uh, revenue came it does ultimately come from the taxpayers the people who go to Penn State football games pay taxes
2: okay true don't they but, <laughs> well no not not all of them a lot of them are students who may not have an income and they don't get in for free do they uh, they do pay, right? But the taxpayer. Well, I guess all money. Has Everything to touch comes from the, the hands taxpayer, of a tax. Right? Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're paying it in taxes. No. All money eventually. let that, That's way. like saying the government pays for it because
1: the government prints money. Let's put it this way: If James Franklin got one million dollars, not four point five, they could lower the cost of tickets to the right. game so that more people who are uh, less, uh, what, What's that word, that word for poor? Uh, oh, well, I forget what it is. We talked about it last week. It um, doesn't
2: matter. You're making fun of it anyway, no, so I'm not, not going to help you. <laughs> the, uh, I'm not. I think the it's the great. Tickets aren't expensive to Penn State games anyway. They aren't? No. Parking is expensive. Okay. Well. So, so park <laughs> so, off campus and take the campus bus. Take a take it. Well, there's no
1: Amtrak service to state colleges there, so I guess you'd have to.
2: Uh, no, you know. I think you have to go to
1: Altoona to get on a train. Right. So maybe you get a go to Altoona, get the train, and then take a bus
2: to State College. Right. Or ride your bike. Do that's what I do when I was a student. Oh, okay. You rode your bike from Altoona to the State College. No. Okay. <laughs> you know, from State College to home one time.
1: Well, we've got a lot going on in the news. We talked yesterday. We didn't really get into it in great detail. But Joe Biden's name has been in the news a lot this week for his continued victories in the Democratic primaries, and the media continues to overlook his gaffes, um, although they did cover the fact that he told a a United Auto worker that he was full of excrement, and Mm -hmm. he didn't use that word. Told him shush a couple times. Right. Well, then he said he was a um, a horse's uh, patoot, if you will, only he used the three-letter word for that. Okay. So is this, uh, is this a sign of uh, senility setting in? No. Guy, see, this is a sign uh, many, of humanity. <laughs> many times people who have uh, some early sign of dementia start cursing and swearing, mm-hmm. and that's not unusual for them to do that. And it seems out of character for Biden. I don't recall him cursing at people
2: before. I think he's just speaking frankly, but i you know this okay that's very look, frankly. i am not I am not a big Joe Biden fan. I would have voted for any one of the people who were on that packed stage before I'd vote for him, except that lady who's like the greeting card author or the the ethereal one. she's out of it now
1: oh, right I know but anyway I can't so her
2: name right but uh, in any event, he's not my favorite you know i th- I think he's a gaffe machine anyway, but see, this is just an element of humanity surrounded by people who disagree with his uh, policy ideas and he gets irritated because they you know they continue to fire questions at him to me that makes it more normal. That's a a more normal. But if it was outcome. President
1: Trump, you'd be saying, Oh, he's off the rails. He responded he, he got very upset at this man just asking
2: him a simple question. We did. He is. He's getting lots of scrutiny. I saw it on national TV. I mean, you know, NBC or ABC, one of the two of and them. And then Chuck it.
1: Schumer up there threatening the Supreme Court justices, you're gonna
2: get yours. Okay, so all Democrats are now off the rails. No, I, I don't think so.
1: I don't think so. But I the point I was headed towards is that this is symptomatic of where we are in this country. And I don't know that the President doesn't bear some responsibility for it, but we've now come to expect uh, personal attacks on people with whom we disagree. And that, I think, is a very sad thing. I mean, I can look at you, and you and I disagree on this program all the time, yet I would say we're friends, and we've been friends for a number of years, and when the program's over, you don't curse and swear at me as we go out the door. We usually talk <laughs> about something, and we leave. And that's the same thing when I do the show with Steve. He's the same way. I can talk to him, we can disagree, but in the middle of the program, after the program's
2: over, that's it. one one 795 9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. Maybe I should sing it. 1-800-795-9565. Are you going to be like that, uh, how about getting a
1: quartet to sing like in that commercial, sing the name of the right uh, the right candidate for the job, Vince Lundy. Vince Lundy. <laughs> 1-800-795. on one. On one. Ready? <laughs> 1-800-795-9565. Dan, you're on the mark.
8: Boy, oh boy, that I almost went away during that. You guys have a great voice. I don't think you brought it to work today.
2: But was, <laughs> I left it on the counter. Anyway,
8: uh, all I'm uh, all I called about was uh, whatever happened was well. If somebody attacks him, he strikes back. When Trump calls somebody some horrible name, and you say, Joe. Well, he's a big bully, so he fights right back, and that's a good thing. But when Joe Biden comes upon a person who was wrong about what he said and was insisting and loud, and Joe said you're full of horse's pituit or whatever it was, (laughs) you say, oh, he's going bananas. Well, I'm sorry, the banana train started with your guy in the White
1: House. Oh, but I think there's a difference there, Than. I, the, the president hasn't cursed at people that I'm aware of who just ask him a question. He, he gets mad at the media, he gets mad at other he politicians.
8: He calls the media the enemy of the people, and of course... You, which really, but the, the media me every isn't, day, the, media isn't the, media. the media isn't a person.
1: The media isn't a person. Then I'm talking about interacting with a person one on one and calling them, telling them they're full of excrement, and calling them a horse's rear end. That's not something okay, the president I, has listen, done.
8: If, Apparently you don't hear the things Trump says, you just hear the things that Biden No, says. I hear the things he says, so but he doesn't I can't say help them with that.
1: Then I hear the things he says, but he doesn't say them to the man on the street. He says them to political leaders and media people. He doesn't say them to Joe Dokes who asked him a question. He didn't curse anybody out at the town hall he did where citizens ask him questions.
2: Joe Biden is doing that. No, the town hall was we- only Republicans. <laughs>
8: You realize that Trump fires everybody that he uh, disagrees with. Who disagree with him? I think he's going to get rid of all these fine doctors who are trying to get some coronavirus uh, relief out there. And they say, uh, uh, Trump says, why, we've got lots of kids. And then the people who really know say, well, it's going to be months before we have lots of
1: kids. But you've fallen victim to that same thing. They were talking about two different things. The president was talking about right now. The vice president was talking about the need going forward. If you had listened carefully, you would have realized that.
3: (laughs) Oh, brother. Well, if you realize
8: that I don't listen, I do listen, of course, to the commentators right now. Fox News is on. I'm listening to you, but I'm watching on television because I'm wondering. What they're talking about, but uh, what they what they did and do is uh, Trump calls people terrible, terrible names. No Trump, argument. Or let's say not terrible names. Let's say he puts them down. Somebody who wrote an article against him who has some disablement, a Muslim <laughs> man whose kid did something. And uh, poor old uh, Trump can't keep his mouth out of it, and you think Biden is bad?
1: I think when you start cursing and swearing at people who come up to you, you go, you put yourself in a position where you're meeting with people who are uh, just Joe Citizen on the street, or they're, they're a, a, uh, in this case, a UAW member, and he was at a UAW meeting. The guy says to him something he doesn't like, and instead of calmly and dispassionately explaining where the guy is wrong, he says he's full of crap.
8: Okay, I, I can tell that you'll always be the guy who sides with the guy who's on your side rather than on who's right. Did and Biden... I don't think either of them are right, by the way. I don't, I don't like Trump doing that. If Obama had done that, I wouldn't have liked it. When ba- Obama put people in cages, I was one of the first people to say, hey, wait a minute, and at that time there might have been three. Now hundreds lost kids who don't know where their parents are. That's a lot different.
2: Uh, did he say that the rifle that was used in some of these shootings is an AR-14?
8: Yes, he did. Yeah, oh, he
2: okay. did. I,
8: I wouldn't, you know, the thing is, I'm one of those people without guns, and I don't know much about guns except what I hear uh, on the media, basically, because my friends don't walk around talking about it all the time. I wouldn't know an AR-14 from a strep throat. But I do know one of them kills you immediately. And outstrips the police, the police in uh, firepower. Well,
2: there is no the AR-14, is there? Well, actually, smoke. there is. There one, is? Of, one of my friends, who's a gun nut, sends me a text and says, "And uh, pr- uh, Joe Biden was right. There is an AR-14. It was the predecessor to the AR-15. It was calibered in 243 and was later upgraded and became the AR-15." <laughs> so, a lot of people criticized Biden. I guess I actually didn't hear this aspect. Of of it, but I guess he said there was an AR-14 well, uh, aspect. Joe
8: Biden, uh, Bernie, uh, the the guy with all the stuff all over his face, who's president? All of those guys are old so they probably think back in the AR-14 day.
2: <laughs> no, I think he just made a mistake, but that's all right. That's certainly his prerogative. All right, thank you so much, Stan. Thanks, Stan. Appreciate your call, buddy. Take yep, care. I really appreciate I'll it. Thank talk you. talk
8: to you later. I was all over the place with that, but you guys are all over the place this morning. That's thank our job.
2: You. Yep, we're done with the virus for now. <laughs> all right, 1-800-795-9565. We will be around right back
3: up your new car game in march with a new kia for just $99 a month from Sunbury motors kia Lease a 2020 Kia Forte LXS for just $99 a month for only 36 months. For deals like this, you'll have to hurry in to get in under the buzzer. Sundry Motors Kia also has up to $4,373 off on a 2020 Kia Optima LX, now just $2,262. And $4,271 off on a 2020 Kia Sportage LX SUV, now only $21,284. Everyone's a winner with Kia, because all new Kias come with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Up your new car game in March with Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Lease term 36 months, 12,000 miles per year. $5,000 total due at signing or equivalent trade. Tax and tax extra. Discounts include all applicable rebates. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see retailer or go to
0: kia.com.
3: When it's more than just your lawn, it deserves the Kubota Z400. Get a head-turning offer on class-leading speed, agility, simple deck height adjustments, and a quality cut. When you need comfort and performance, then you need the professional-grade Kubota Z400. Right now, get the Kubota Z400 mower for zero down and 0% APR for 48 months or save $300 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer.
4: Visit Ch Sons or go to Kubota.com for a dealer near you.
7: Susquehanna
3: Valley RV It's pre-enjoyed madness Right now at Susquehanna Valley RV Look over the incredible selection of pop-ups Hybrids, travel trailers, fifth wheelers Trade-ins are welcome And of course, financing is available The best pricing of the season On all pre-owned RVs in stock Susquehanna Valley RV, Route 522 Ceilings Group And Route 11 between Danville and
6: Bloomsburg Or shop online at SUSQRV.com. dot
4: It may be winter, but the folks at Susquehanna Life Magazine are hard at work on the Spring 2020 issue. And right now, there's a special buy one, get one free subscription offer. Hi, this is Erica Shames, founder and publisher of Susquehanna Life Magazine. We're excited to start our 27th year publishing Susquehanna Life, and we want everyone listening to feel the excitement, too. Now is the time to order your new subscription. Call 1-800-232-1670. Order a new subscription to Susquehanna Life and get a free gift subscription. Inside issue of Susquehanna Life, you'll find gorgeous color photography and award-winning articles. The most frequent compliment we hear, I've lived here all my life and I never knew that until I read it in Susquehanna Life Magazine. Don't delay. This buy one, get one free offer is only good for a limited time. Call 1-800-232-1670 right now. Order your new Susquehanna Life subscription and you'll get a free one. Call now. Call now.
2: Welcome back to the KOK live telephone talk show on the mark lower right hand corner first joe.
1: Okay, uh, one of our texters says, I saw the back and forth between Joe Biden and the auto worker. The auto worker was respectful and asked the question about his gun control plans. After all, he just said he is going to have Beto O'Rourke take charge of his gun control plans and he said that they were coming for your weapons, didn't he? Yes, when they said uh, would you confiscate weapons? He said, "Hell yes, we're coming for your weapons." All right. You can do this one, too, and then we'll get Stan. And then, yes, this person obviously doesn't agree with that. It says, get your facts straight, Joe, before you make statements. Fact. The gun nut that approached Biden accused him of wanting to take away his weapons and Second Amendment rights. A misconception made over and over again by gun worshipers. The only mention of taking away any weapon is the recommendation by Biden to ban assault weapons. But that wasn't the point. The point was he could have done it in a respectful tone. And my problem oh, is, you no, know, he could have. He could have talked to the guy respectfully. He could have said, listen. Don't you I I don't know where you got human. your information. Well, you know, but you we're talking about here's what, I said, off, he what I said to you off. What I said you off, Mike. We know what Donald Trump is. We know how he talks. He's always talked that way. He's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Biden didn't used to be this way. So the fact that Biden is now acting this way is a change. And anytime someone of his age changes, you have to ask yourself, is there a
2: reason for the change? There could be absolutely positively no reason at all whatsoever that the man on the phone right now will vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> Mr. Stan is on the line. Thanks for calling in, buddy.
9: Yeah, the Russians are going to make me vote against them. That's it. Well, maybe it's the Chinese. could be the Ukrainians. I'm not sure. It
2: could be the Bidens.
9: Uh, <laughs> but it definitely would be Biden. Okay. I'll never vote for a Democrat. Anyways, uh, as far as the AR-14. AR-14, now there was an M-14 that the military used. That was select fire in 308, Woodstock, Look, it was uh, basically a copy of the M1 Grand with some improvements. But as far as an AR-14, I am not familiar with any any such thing. There is an AR-10, which takes a 308 and that size case, to, you know, and it, that functions the same as the AR-15. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, Biden, i just thinking Biden's losing his mind. It just seems that way. I mean, he's getting awfully combative. And, you know, when people don't uh, agree with him. He has some strange names for him. Uh, but
2: <laughs> Can you imagine, now this weekend I guess there's a debate and it's going to be he and uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, Sanders are going to be there. Yeah. Um, can you imagine how nervous he's going to be because he has to perform perfectly. No more gaffes, no more misremembering, which he has performed well at one or two of the debates and poorly at others. So he's going to have to uh, you know, have a quintessential performance here.
9: Well, Well, uh, yeah, it could be interesting. My understanding, there's not going to be any audience at this debate. Am I correct?
2: Well, I don't know. Maybe because of the coronavirus? I haven't heard that, but it makes sense. I don't know
9: if that's their reasoning or what, but that's what I had heard. Now, whether it's 100% true, I I won't swear by but that's what I heard. So, if he's sitting in a room directly across from Bernie, and, you know, I think Bernie has all his faculties. He's just an angry old man, is the way I look at him. Uh, an angry old socialist, actually. You know, he just, you know, he's, you know, when the, when, when the Fox guys asked him, you know, with coronavirus, would you, is there any reason with this thing coming, that you would shut down the southern border? No. That's exactly how he said it. No. Then but, he went on to call uh, Trump a racist and a whole host of things that he normally calls Trump. But he at least he, at least he at
1: least went on Fox to do it, and Joe Biden won't. So I mean, Bernie has the guts to stand there and take it from people who disagree with him. Apparently, Joe Biden wants to call them names.
9: I'm, I'm, I'm not sure there was a lot of people in that audience that didn't that disagreed with uh, Bernie. I didn't watch the whole thing, so I I can't speak to that. I just know what I that one clip that I heard about that they asked him the the moderators they asked him directly with the coronavirus being what it is and what we know now, as much as we know about it. Would you? Under these circumstances, close the southern border, and his one one-word answer was no. He won't. So all the people in the world that want to come across the southern border, if they're sick, he's not going to close it. But they call is what he calls Trump a xenophobe and blah blah whatever else he racist and all that because he may and he has it. He should. I think he should.
1: But Trump hasn't I mean, done that. Trump hasn't closed the southern border because of I coronavirus. Know.
9: He should. Okay, I, 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 I think you know all ports of entry should be closed, you know, to, unless you can moder- monitor the people and be able to check them to see if they're ill. And I don't know if they can do that the way it is now. But, it, it, you know, closing the southern border is kind of a misnomer, too, because there's so much wide-open spot space <laughs> along the border that it's never, ever closed. The only thing you can close is the ports of entry.
2: Right, the gate keeps, but you just go around the gate... <laughs> go a couple right, miles out of town, yeah. walk through so, open areas, and away you go.
9: Right, and as far as Biden and the guns, you know he, he's you know the guy directly asked him, "Why do you want to take our guns?" He says, "I never said that." Well, I, <laughs> yes, he has. You know, well, he says, "Well, you know, nobody needs the or what, what did he say? You don't need guns. Uh, one of the words was he, you don't need any guns." After he went on to say the First Amendment, you know, in this crowded place where he was in a factory. You know, those were, those were, they call them UAW workers, but my understanding is they were construction workers building the plant. Now, they may be UAW members. I don't know. But regardless, he's saying you can't, with the first amendment, you can't yell fire in this air, space with a crowded of people, which is true. So he's saying, under the second amendment, you don't need any guns. Well, wait a minute.
7: Mm-hmm.
9: <laughs> you know, he, 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 I think he probably meant some guns, not any guns, but he said any guns is what he said. You don't need
2: guns, okay? You
9: know, so I, I don't know. I, I think, I, like I said, I think he's, I think he's, it's elder abuse the way they're tr- he's being treated. He's being put out there way beyond his capacity right now to think. Not and not necessarily his fault.
2: Who's abusing you know, there's him? Is there something
9: going on with dementia? His staff? <laughs> yeah, well, staff in the D M C because they don't <laughs> want Bernie in there. Okay. You know, Bernie has exposed the you know the DNC for what they are—a bunch of socialists. He's been honest about it. They're just dishonest about it because everything up on that the debate stage with all the people that were running basically said the same thing that Bernie said with a little kinder terms.
2: Okay.
9: You know. Yeah. You know. You need universal health care, blah, and you're going to tax the rich. You know? They're all saying the same thing, is that Bernie's more honest about it, about who he supports. You know, he does like Castro, you know, which, <clears throat> you know, the murderous dictator. And he probably yeah, likes, what is it, che, che Guevara or whatever his name was? Che Guevara. Yeah, was. You know, they're he's making, a fan of his, too.
1: They're making a movie about Bernie. It's called Honeymoon in Moscow.
9: <laughs> yeah, he did. I know. You know <laughs> who, who in their right mind back in the 70s? Honeymoon in Moscow.
2: Not very many people I know of. Sounds like Bernie Sanders.
9: Yeah, yeah at the height of the Cold War, you know, and then he came back praising how nice the rail stations were. and blah. He didn't say anything about the bread lines that people were standing in, you know, trying to get food. I, I just don't understand. I just... It's beyond me how people can vote for either one of them. You know, one's obviously got problems.
1: Well, That's they had so many... Because
9: I'm not a doctor, but just on the face, the way it looks... He's got problems.
1: Well, they had so many candidates out there. I mean, some of them
2: were halfway decent. Some of them mm-hmm. weren't. Yeah, they had some good candidates, but they let them yeah. go. Voters and said, it's, no, it's, we know, want the, the women, old guy. The <laughs> women didn't
9: get in because, you know, the men are misogynist. Oh, wait a minute. It's all your Democrat voters are the misogynists and sexist and racist because no people of color, no women. So, you know, they, they brought, paint everybody the broad brush, but it's people in their party. Okay. That, that failed yeah. to bring them across the line.
2: We got you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate your call, Stan. <laughs> take Thanks. care. Thank you, Stan. Uh, we have a couple Bye. of emails uh, pending, but we'll take more callers. 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about the presidential race and Joe Biden's meltdown in front of uh, some, uh, at when confronted and surrounded by some United Auto Workers, right, Auto Workers? Uh, so they were highly confronted, and so he fired back. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the. does doesn't bother me. I don't think it's a perfect behavior, but it's perfectly human. So, And certainly, Trump has lowered the bar on presidential behavior, so we can we can probably address that while we're on it. 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. 1-800-795-9565 on the marks. Brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. And I want you to meet some people. Jason Benfer is down there at the Lincoln dealership. He's going to set Joe up in his navigator so that he can cruise and style and spend those millions of dollars he's got in the bank, even though he's worth about percent less today than he was yesterday. Joe is. Jason's still there with affordable, hybrid, perfect Lincoln uh, cars, especially the Navigator, because Joe needs four-wheel drive for some weird reason. Mickey Selmo's over in the Ford dealership, going to put you in a Ford F-150. Jeff Clock is there. He's got a Taurus with your name on it. Mike DeFeo has my Ford Ranger standing by. It's that Sabre color. It's like a rusty, uh, coppery color. I like it. Uh, Ernie and Austin are over at the Kia dealer. Kyle's down there moving cars faster than you can imagine. And they are very experienced. Well, Kyle's brand new, but he really knows how to talk to people on a good one-on-one level, and is the most honest man you'll ever meet. So they'll get you set up. Sunbury Motor Company: Ford, Hyundai, Kia, Lincoln. Quick Lane on North Fourth Street in Sunbury. SunburyMotors.com. The place to order your next vehicle.
3: The stations of Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation support enhancing the evangelical experience. Here's what Evangelical Community Hospital means to some of our neighbors. Hi, I'm Sean.
9: I am an educator here at Evangelical. What I find unique about it is that Evangelical is a nonprofit organization that gives us an opportunity to be owners. In the sense of ownership, uh, there are a lot of things that take place here. I think what's uh, exceptional is the sense that uh, we want to take what we own make it better, especially in an ever-changing environment. In the environment that we have here in healthcare, it is changing. I think coupled with that is the sense of service. For me, the idea of serving uh, is serving our patients. I think there is no nobler uh, job than to be a servant and uh, for us to have an opportunity to serve as we do here at Evangelical.
3: Join us in supporting this campaign that will give every patient a private room. Visit evanhospital.com.
6: Is it me, or does it seem like everything is going up from a cost perspective of everyday needs and necessities? That's not the case at Surplus Outlet. You ask, what is Surplus Outlet? Surplus Outlet's a full-service grocery store. Hi, I'm Justin Michaels, and at Surplus Outlet, we've always recognized the need to stretch your dollars further with everyday low prices on groceries and much more. We continue to work hard at Surplus Outlet to find those savings and pass them on to you. You never have to spend a certain amount on groceries at Surplus Outlet to get a sale price, nor you have to buy multiples of an item to receive the discount. Surplus Outlet is a locally owned and operated grocery store who feels it's our responsibility to take care of our neighbors and make our region a better place to live, work, and play. If you like to save money on your everyday grocery needs, stop in the Surplus Outlet often as great deals are arriving daily. Surplus Outlet, Route 11, Northumberland, Route 11, Berwick, and Route 15, Montgomery. Sign up for Facebook and email alerts for additional special savings at Surplus Outlet Official. Do it today.
3: Now exclusively at The Home Depot. Give your lawn a one-two punch with a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action and save 50% on a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Ultra Feed. Pick up both bags. Apply Triple Action now to knock out tough weeds and Ultra Feed eight weeks later to green and feed all season. Two bags. One stronger, greener lawn. With a one-two punch with Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action and 50% on a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Ultra Feed. Now at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Boss Buy's last selection varies by store.
0: News and interviews from across the world and right here in the central Susquehanna Valley. You know
3: the value of community and technical colleges and the the value they bring to rural communities across the nation. And our goal is to help these colleges be successful in every way. What we're trying to do here with the Education Project is really bring you a full-service campus here. Community colleges do a lot of things, but one of the most important things they do is they're the catalyst for economic development.
0: WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com.
3: Hi, everybody. Steve Jones in Indianapolis for the Big Ten Tournament. No fans at the NCAA. We'll talk about it today, 3 to 5 News Radio, 1070 WKOK.
2: We have 20 minutes worth of emails. All right, so only about I'll one. I'll read slowly. But anyway, <laughs> all right, we uh, need some callers here, folks. Now's your opportunity. We started out talking about the president's remarks. We had no takers on that, though Joe and I had a good discussion, I thought. I thought the president did fine. He's not medicated as much as he has been in the past. He read from the teleprompter, didn't ad-lib much. He stuck a couple adjectives in there, but uh, that's. <laughs> I don't think he can help himself there. So he did fine. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. 795 9565 if you want to send in your uh, Remarks. Uh, we also talked a little bit about the coronavirus and its spread. And uh, let's see, we were talking about AR 14, which was a reference. One of our gun nuts says there is such a gun. Stan says he's never heard of it, but that's all right. Uh, Stan hasn't heard of absolutely positively everything in the entire world. He'll be first to admit that. So call us now, 1 800 795 9565.
1: All right, one of our emailers says, Hard to believe even reading from a teleprompter is difficult for this president. I really feel secure and assured. That all will be well under his guidance and leadership. Now, of in this quotes, pres- put that in. Well, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to read that. Under the under quote, the, quote, guidance, guidance and, unquote, quote, and, quote, leadership. leadership, unquote, of this president. As for Biden melting down to the gun fanatic, it's about time someone addresses the rhetoric and nonsense forcefully of anyone taking away your precious guns. Amen. If banning assault rifles is taking away your Second Amendment rights, so be it. No. no one needs a weapon designed for the battlefield and surely not appropriate for hunting or any form of sport. Well, it's too late. If Beto O'Rourke doesn't want to take over the gun position for President Biden, perhaps this writer will. They both headed the same direction. Mm, no, no takeaways, please. Okay, and then one of our other writers says, "FYI, Biden shushed a female staffer. Also, NBC edited the threat out of the recording. Par
2: for the course." Oh, what was the threat? I didn't hear the threat. I don't know. Um, well, calling ended- him a full of. Well, poop? that's not a threat. Okay. I think a threat is I'm going to blank if you don't shush or something. Uh, as for what Stan had called in
1: earlier. He says, I don't have time to go over all of them, but check Snopes. Bernie did not vacation in Russia. The total misinformation on this show is sad. We didn't say he vacationed there. We said he honeymooned there. And that's I pretty thought well accepted as a fact. He admits it, doesn't he?
2: I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I think he does. Well, we'll check it. You do Snopes okay. while I do Mike. Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
10: Yeah, an interesting thing happened yesterday to try to put the coronavirus in perspective. I was talking to a woman who, several years ago, was out with her husband, and they were trying to find a a nursing home facility for their mother-slash-mother-in-law. And they went to one particular – well, they went to several, but the one that they liked the most and felt the most comfortable with, they were told that there's an extensive waiting list – and it could be a year, two years, until something would open up. But then the head of the nursing home went on to say, but if we get a, a good flu go through here, there will be lots of openings.
2: <laughs> <right>? <laughs> oh, morbid humor, yeah. My favorite.
10: Yeah, I guess, and I wasn't, I wasn't really trying. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of reacted that, that way, chuckled in the beginning, and I'm not trying to be funny, but the reality is, uh, I mentioned earlier that you know we thought that the average age of the victims now was about 80 in the United States was about 80 and then you know I I didn't know if that was true or not but this kind of confirmed that when you're in the nursing home you know you're kind of near the end usually and you know for most things and when the flu, the flu comes through this this woman confirmed and and you know hey we're gonna have lots of beds open if we get a bad flu season and and I think I, I mean I find it hard to believe that the United States—I mean, the stock markets froze. They, they've locked it down again right now. Uh, one of the other radio stations I listened to went to national news. They interrupted all local programming. So, uh, to me, this is very reminiscent of the uh, culture and the way people were responding. You know, after, in the aftermath of 9/11, and uh, I don't know that it's anywhere close to that.
2: Okay, yeah, and I, Joe. No, I'm I'm listening. I agree. <laughs> All right. So, what should we do? What What should be a next step, Mike? Do you have a suggestion as to what we should do?
10: Well, I think that people need to recognize, You know, we I've always said that we don't know the mortality rate of this disease because we don't know the, the denominator. We don't know how many people are, are infected. Okay, and, and and I even said before if if I was tested and I came up positive, it wouldn't surprise me one bit because, you know, I developed some symptoms with a, a, a cough and a little bit of, rough, I wouldn't say distress, but I, you know, you know, having trouble breathing just a slight bit compared to normal. So I wouldn't be surprised if I'm walking around with it, you know, and I'm not in the business of going out and trying to infect other people, but I think we need to try to understand what we're really facing. And, I, and, and listen, I always harp on the media. I don't think it's in the best interest. Of the media to try to present things as I'm presenting and they want to present it with the worst case. They want to interrupt the local broadcasting with national news. You know, Tom Hanks has it. If Tom has it, anybody can get it. One of those deals. So, what, what do we do? I, I think we're taking some positive action here and spreading what the conditions are. If you, you know, based on your age and your health, what it's going to be like if you get it. Okay. Then then you have to take action you 've got to go to the hospital you've got to uh, get tested, and if you have it you've got to you know quarantine if you 're not sick enough to stay in the hospital but the the idea that the stock market's crashing we 're shutting down you know sporting events and and, you know, and and state governments are coming out with basically various laws, some are saying you know a a group of two hundred and fifty is the limit okay and well i 'm thinking well. What if there's one person with that 250 what good does that do you well i guess it it limits it as opposed to if the group is a thousand which is the limit in other states you know so i don't know i'm not saying that the government we should have a top-down uh thing here you know and telling every state what they need to do but i, I just think it's kind of getting out of control and, and and i guess the best we can hope for is, is the warm weather that's supposed to limit the spread of this which I don't know if that's true, too, because people like to stay inside when it's cold. What, what do you think we should do, Mark? I'm interested. I mean, you're
2: you're, <laughs> you're
10: kind of to the, the left of me, where I stand on politics. So what do you think we should
2: do? I'm not disappointed with any of the actions that have been taken. I think this is prudent. I think until it pops up in central Pennsylvania, I wouldn't cancel or change anything, provided that you don't get an international audience or speaker or a lot of exchange to it. You know, I think camp, college campuses are canceling things, including classes, because all of as students. There's this big diaspora when at the start of the spring break, and they all converge back on the campus. Then they bring in 100 uh, international speakers over the course. So, so you have that outside contact with places that are infected. So curtailing that is sound advice, I think. I don't disagree with that. As for local schools, I, I wouldn't cancel it because it hasn't popped up around here. When it does happen, as uh, one of our listeners pointed out early, it's probably sound advice uh, to Stay out of school if you can, and you know maybe try to rely on online learning. So I'm content with that. I thought the president did fine last night. I, I haven't really looked too much into the uh, flying thing, but if if that if that banning those outside travelers from infected areas with some exceptions works, I'm all for it. I think he has to be presidential. It must have been extremely difficult for well, him why last not, night. Why not apply this
1: kind of? Have you seen what they did with the ship that docked in uh, in uh, California? Right, They had they had a, a tent set up on the outside and before the people got off they were checked why not just do the same thing you can come to the united states you can travel here but we're going to lock you up for 14 days we're going to test you for the coronavirus and then if you're okay we'll let you into the country you know why not do that can't you just
2: test them immediately without a quarantine well it says
1: some people are going to have to be tested over there i think if we we would be better off testing them here to make sure that they conform to our standards Got it. Okay. That's just right. me personally.
2: Mike, thank you. But anyway, that's my two cents. I, I, I don't disagree with really anything that's happened in terms of our response. I sort of washed it with some interest. And, I mean, the NBA, again, they're traveling all over the country, including in and out of infected areas. So, um I don't have really any disagreements with any of our response so far. I, I'm sort of disheartened by the fact so many people say, well, it doesn't exist around here, so all of these actions are wrong. You know, you see those a lot on our Facebook page at Tippie People say, you know, we're overreacting. We got a lot of smart people making a lot of key decisions here. I I, kind of believe them. All right, thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Call again. Uh, I got it to stay on schedule. We got callers waiting and a text pending. We'll be right back.
3: Up your new car game in March with a new Kia for just ninety nine dollars a month from Sunbury Motors Kia. a 2020 Kia Forte LXS for just $99 a month for only 36 months. For deals like this, you'll have to hurry in to get in under the buzzer. Sunbury Motors Kia also has up to $4,373 off on a 2020 Kia Optima LX. Now just $2,262. And $4,271 off on a 2020 Kia Sportage LX SUV. Now only $21,284. Everyone's a winner with Kia because all new Kias come with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Obviously, your New car game in March with Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Lease term 36 months, 12,000 miles per year. $5,000 total to assign or equivalent trade. Tax and tags extra. Discounts include all applicable rebates. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see retailer or go to kia.com.
4: How long do you have to wait for an appointment to see a podiatrist? At Bodmer Family Foot Care in downtown Sealands Grove, we can see you within a couple of weeks, sometimes within a few days.
5: I'm Dr. David Bodmer, and I can provide relief from ingrown toenails, corns, calluses, heel pain, and other problems involving the foot and ankle.
4: We want you to experience a warm and friendly visit to the foot doctor, and we'll always greet you with a smile. Our office has off-street parking and is easily accessible to everyone.
5: And if you or your loved one is in need of a house call, I can do that too. Call us at 570-213-4200 or find us online. We promise you'll never be just a number to us.
4: Isaac, you missed the winning dunk and cost your team the championship. What are your thoughts?
6: Well, I switched to Boost Mobile and got a super-fast network and four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones, so even when we lose, I still win.
4: It was an easy, fast break, and no one
6: was near you. You know what's fast? Boost Mobile's super-fast network. They're calling your shot the greatest
4: miss in
6: history. Boost Mobile's prices are never a miss. I even get four lines for $25 per line per month.
7: Oh, look at that. The fans are burning your jersey.
6: Yep, the fans get it. My Boost Mobile network is in fuego.
4: Switch to Boost Mobile and get four lines for $25 per line per month with unlimited data and four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones, all on our super reliable, super fast network. Step up with Boost Mobile. New customers only. Limited time offer while supplies last. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. One free device per line. Customers who use more than 35 gigabytes of data during a billing cycle will be deprioritized during times of network congestion. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details.
0: The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
3: Willie Chandler, men's basketball. Coach of Misericordia, who played against Kobe and Lower Marion in the 96 state playoffs with
0: Scranton.
8: But the thing that impressed me most about him was after the game. He came down to the locker room and so said to my coach, Hey, where's the Chandler kid at? I got my family, took all pictures, signed autographs, talked to me, gave me some advice. I was a Kobe fan from that point on.
0: The Steve Jones Show, three to five weekdays on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
2: All right, welcome back to the KOK Live telephone talk show on the mark. From the newsroom, Dow Jones Industrial Average down about 1600 points, now down about 7%. The S&P dropped uh, triggered one of those circuit breakers that halts trading for X amount of minutes, I think 15 minutes or something. Let people cool off a little bit. <laughs> I guess I don't know what that would do. It really doesn't seem to me that the way we are in this country is sad enough to justify this kind of down market. Well, I think it's part of the, it's, it's sort of the global pull down. A lot of this is based on optimism, so if you're pessimistic, then down you go. Pete from Mifflinburg, is this the first time you've ever called?
6: No, I've called three or four times oh, in the good. past, okay. but it's been rather spaced out, so okay. I'm not a regular caller. Gotcha. But okay. I'm a regular listener.
2: Fabulous, thank you. You're all on right, the my,
6: my question is why, maybe I missed this, uh, nobody has complained about Congress going on their break. Why should they get a break right now? There's a lot of work to do and a lot of problems in the country. And I think they should start, Democrats and Republicans, should start pulling together rather than fighting all the time. This may turn into a mess. and may be, turn out nothing. But it may be just like China, too. What are they going to do? They're not coming up with any ideas. All they do is presenting the problems. Trump's doing this. And I'm not a Trump fan, by the way. But Trump's doing this and Trump's doing that. Then why don't they help instead of creating more problems?
1: Couldn't agree with that's you more. Point. Couldn't agree with you more. I think it's everybody. It's Republicans and Democrats need to start working together. This is a national emergency. Everybody, if you believe everybody, they need to be well, in there working this all. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more.
6: So why don't we as a people rise up and get these guys hold their feet to the fire a little bit? They've been getting away with this crap for too long. I mean, they saw this stuff coming from China. They should have known, somebody should have known that uh, they could have made inquiries to to doctors or whatever and find out if we were going to be set with this too. Now, it's not an emergency yet, but it's going to turn into one if they don't get busy.
2: I think the trouble is is that people are happy with their congressperson or, re- or senator, so they don't uh, protest because, well, you know, Fred Keller, he's part of the solution, or, you know, he's he's actually trying to help things down there, so I'm not irritated or fed up with him. But every so often you see people bubble up and you see some demonstrations or something, but nothing that w- it really affects the uh, status quo down there to any great degree.
6: Yeah, P- we're kind of apathetic in a lot of ways Yes, yeah, so this kind country, of. And, and <laughs> and uh, we're used to the way our lives are, uh, and we're happy with them, like you said. And, but something's got to be done. Something's gotta, somebody's got to rise up and, and say, enough of this. You're not going on vacation. Is everybody in the world that's working, are they going on vacation because the coronavirus is around?
2: We need the Convention of States to get this uh, Constitution, to get these I guys know, to do their work, get some term limits and some limits inherent, or in Washington. Thank you so much, Pete. I really appreciate the call, and thanks yeah, for being a, a, a great listener all the time. Cindy, you're on the mark.
7: Good morning, gentlemen, and good health to you and all the listeners. I saw an interesting article today about what, what good does it do to close the schools, and I want to ap- begin by applauding the universities for closing the schools. I think they're doing the right thing. And, of course, that's based on science. These people at Yale have studied uh, how to control or what controls these kinds of uh, outbreaks. And they found that washing your hands and closing the schools are the most effective things a community could do. And they based this on and he says, timing matters. And he points to a study of the 1918 Spanish flu, which found that cities that closed the schools had better control on the outbreak of the epidemic. So, <clears throat> and it's backed up by other data. The article goes on to talk about it. It's on NPR. When should you close the schools? So I applaud them for closing them before they see anybody that's sick. That's apparently... You know, we so much criticism comes out about people who don't follow science. I hear it all the time on this show. People who denigrate other people because they don't believe in science. Well, here is science, and the science shows having studied outbreaks in the past, best thing to do is close the schools. So, I applaud the universities for being for stepping up and doing that. I'm sure it represents an inconvenience to their internal community to the students to the external communities at large but it's the right thing to do
2: I was in downtown Bloomsburg yesterday talking to some of the merchants there about the uh, fact that students were going to take an extra week of spring break, and the merchants are singing the blues because they need need all the time with students they can get to to be in the black. Some of the businesses say in the summer without students, you know, they're really right on the margin, but they make money that they need to when the students are there patronizing the local businesses and getting coffee and sandwiches and restaurants and so on. So there's another effect. If you don't have college students in town, it just doesn't just uh, inconvenience people at the university or the students themselves, but uh, you know, there's the whole town gets raised up by these campuses, so that's a factor in there.
7: But I understand that, Mark. But do you would you really want your ba- business to be labeled the epicenter of the outbreak in your community? That that's where the sick person came and made all these other people sick, and that label would be associated with your business. <laughs> I bet. Not.
2: Well, no, I'm not saying that they did the wrong thing. I'm just saying you you lament the fact that it has an impact. I'm just amplifying the fact that it has an impact. I I think the campuses did the right thing. Uh, there's a people a lot smarter than me who said that the campuses should sit down, so I'll defer to their judgment yes. on that. But what, what schools, right. all schools, I d- I don't Cindy
7: disavow the fact that it represents challenges for people. But that's you know, if this was a snow day. Right? Imagine, I remember a few years ago, maybe 22, 23 years ago, there was a huge snowstorm where I lived, and we got four feet of snow, literally, not an exaggeration. And it shut us down. It shut us down for a week. Nobody went to school because nobody could get out of their house, right? And it, you didn't hear this kind of OMGing going on constantly about, uh, you know, I'm not going to make my buck because the... Um, People can't come to my store. I I understand that people are very economically driven and very bottom line driven, but it has to be facing against reality. There is no magic fix for this. Cindy, what about? Weather this storm?
1: Cindy, what about other schools? Like, for example, like our high schools and junior highs and elementary schools, should they be shut down?
7: I think they should think very hard about that. I do.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I all right. Really thank you so much. Really
7: seriously consider that, based on this science that shows that they could be contributing to the problem.
2: Well, all right, that would create. Thank a- you so much, Cindy. Thank you, thank, thank you, thank you. you. That would create a large upheaval for sure. As long as we got the spring musical, I'll be fine. See you Monday. And Joe gets an extended retirement, lengthened weekend. Ben Reichley will be here tomorrow, and Senator Toomey's calling in. This is WDK, OK Sunbury.